Hi, I'm John Breyer with Manly Matters, and today we're going to be talking about the state of Maine and transgender athletes, whether or not um, it's fair for them to be able to participate on female athletic teams, or whether it's not fair. Currently, Maine um, has a rule that does allow a person to choose uh, which team they want to be on, uh, male or female, depending on how they identify their gender, but Maine does have a, a rule in place that says that um, the approval is based on safety and fairness. So there is a safeguard there if, for example, a you know a much stronger, um, athletically superior uh, male athlete uh, identifies as a female and transgender and wants to play uh, on a female high school team in Maine, uh, they can decide whether they think it's fair or, or safe um, to do so. But that particular law is coming under review. My understanding is that there are some people advocating that that, that that ability to determine fairness and safety gets removed, which would mean that um, any transgender athlete would be able to play on a, on a woman's uh, team. So th- this is not a topic that is specific to me, and obviously it's becoming... Um, prevalent on the national level and, and, and the international level and has for some years. If you Google uh, transgender athletes, transgender um, records, etc., you'll see things popping up from ABC News, NBC News, USA Today, you know, all over the country that the top uh, news organizations are reporting on this. Um, I did it recently. I, I, I came across one, uh, Texas Girls Class 6A, 110-pound division. Uh, the wrestling state championship, high school level in Texas. Uh, two years in a row, it's been won by Mac Beggs, a uh, transgender uh, athlete who previously um, was born a male. Um, in Canada, a uh, 37-year-old transgender athlete uh, just recently set Masters track cycling world records, winning her second consecutive world title, competing as a female. Um, she was born as a man. In Connecticut, um, there was a lot of uproar from uh, parents and student organizations. Uh, In Connecticut recently, uh, transgender athlete Terry Miller, who um, attended Buckley High School, uh, competed on the boys' track team, and then just some months later, after identifying as a woman, um, competed on the same high school's female track team and set state records in 2018 in both the 100 and 200 meter runs. Um, I was able to find in Virginia a transgender athlete named uh, Mary Gregory broke four women's powerlifting world records in a single day in 2019. Um, She set the world record in the uh, squat, bench press, deadlift, and then the world record for a a total record at a weightlifting meet. Um, Another kind of interesting uh, case study is a, a woman named Gabrielle Ludwig. Um, she played basketball in college as a boy on a boys' uh, men's men's college basketball team, and then she joined the Army, um, participated in um, Desert Storm, came back and transitioned uh, to a woman. And she now plays in Santa Clara, California, for, uh, let's see, for a college team. And she's 6'2", 250 pounds, and um, she plays for Mission College in Santa Clara, California. But the other interesting thing there is that she petitioned the NCAA 
to remove her previous college play as a male from her eligibility record, and they did. They approved it, so they they wiped clean her participation in college sports as a male, which will allow her now to have more, you know, a full four years of eligibility as a female, 6'2", 250 pounds. So there's there's a lot of examples there across the country and world as to why it it can be viewed as being unfair to women. Um, there are there are particular people that advocate that it is fair because these transgender athletes, in, in many cases, uh, go through testosterone uh, reduction uh, therapy and and things like that to to you know make it a more level playing field when they're competing against females. But then there are also proponents of this sort of thing that state that regardless of testosterone levels, men are different and can perform better athletically. Um, by and large, they have larger bone structures. They have larger lungs and greater, greater cardiovascular capacity, um, and they have larger hearts. And uh, there are specific studies that show that while you do have testosterone, your muscles develop differently, and that when you reduce your testosterone, those those um, efficiencies in the male muscle remain for a lifetime regardless of your testosterone level. So there's people that advocate that scientifically there's clear evidence that uh, a male athlete is going to perform better than a female athlete across the board in most cases, regardless of testosterone levels. And um, there are people that state, if you just look at the the evidence, uh, the actual athletic performance on the playing field around the world, whether it's the high school level, the college level, um, you know, the professional level or even even at the Olympic level that that we're seeing records fall and we're seeing, um, you know, these transgender athletes by and large have an advantage. So, you know, what does that mean for, for female athletes um, across the country and in the state of Maine? My view is that it's, it's discriminatory in nature to the females um, themselves because you know, in every single case where there's a transgender athlete on the track, on the field, on the court, um, at the meet, wherever they may be, there's a female athlete who's getting denied a seat at the table. There's a female athlete who's not getting to compete for that state championship or win that state championship. Uh, there's a female athlete that's being denied an opportunity for a college scholarship. There's a female athlete that might not be able to reach her athletic dreams and goals. Um, you know, I coach personally. I coach um, youth softball at the eight U level right now, all female, and I coach youth track at the nine U level, and that's co-ed. So, you know, I'm, I'm coaching one team that's that's all female on the softball side. And I'm coaching another team that's co-ed on the track track side of it. And, you know, at that early age, there's, there's, um, you know, women and, and boys, young, young girls and boys can compete uh, relatively fairly, but you can see a difference even at that young age. And, um, you know, I, I, my daughter's eight and she's a, a great athlete. Um, you know, she's, uh, in my opinion, she's, she's got a lot of potential. She's a, a top five percenter um, in the softball. Um, division where we play, uh, letter team and home runs, batting average. Uh, she's the fastest girl on, on our co-ed track team. 
Uh, there are some boys that are faster than her, but she's the fastest girl. And, you know, I put her into flag football last year, and she was the only girl on the flag football team, as an example. And that was um, eight, nine, and 10-year-olds. And I took her out after the first game. Uh, I thought she would enjoy it because it was flag football. I thought it would be relatively, you know, safe. Uh, but I could quickly see after just one game that she didn't belong out there because those nine and ten year old boys, uh, many of whom had you know ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty five pounds on her, uh, were just dominating her. And even though it was flag football, it was rough. She actually got hurt in the first game. Uh, she went to grab a flag, and um, the boy that was running on the other team was much bigger than her and, and stronger and running full speed and you know, pretty much flattened her. And I, I, that was it. I, I said, that's it. You know, she's not going to play flag football. And, and I took her out because I could see the difference there. So the question really is, is this rule across the board, is it something that should be done because it's fair uh, for the transgender population? Or is it something that should be viewed as being unfair to the traditional female athlete? I think it is unfair. Other people have different viewpoints on that. But again, you know, what are we saying to the young female athlete who's training hard and, and having fun participating in sports and has a goal or aspirations of a scholarship or, you know, playing Division One or just playing college sports or making the varsity high school team um, or making it to the Olympics or, or making it to the pro level? What are we saying to them if we slowly but steadily erode the playing field to where they're being dominated by transgender athletes. And that seems to be what's starting to happen. And uh, if you look at, you know, look at this across the states and across the world where transgender athletes are allowed to um, just simply state they identify as a woman and begin competing against women. So, you know, if you do have a daughter or a wife or a sister um, and, you know, they're athletes, you have to look at them as individual people that you know and care about and ask if it would be fair if they got denied a seat at the table because a transgender athlete uh, was taking their spot. And I think that's where the analysis really has to begin in depth and to really take a look at, is this fair to the female athletes? And, um, I know society in general is becoming uh, more inclusive, and and that's a good thing for sure. Um, but th there should be some logic applied to these type of things. And th th in this case, I think it's just, in my opinion, right, you know, as clear as crystal that transgender athletes have an unfair athletic advantage against female athletes. And so allowing them to take the field is discriminating against traditional female athletes. That I mean, there's really no way that I can see how people can look at it otherwise. They might agree with transgender athletes participating in, in women's athletics, and that's their right. But I think if they do that, they have to acknowledge that that particular stance is, in fact, also al allowing them to say they advocate for discrimination against traditional female athletes because somebody's not getting to play on that team. Somebody's not getting in the starting blocks. Somebody's not participating in that tournament or making the bracket. 
Somebody's not getting that particular athletic scholarship. Somebody's the last cut on the varsity team because you know a transgender athlete is taking their seat at the table. So that's really the I think the thing I think that people that support this um, the, the concept that transgender athletes should be allowed to participate in, in women's sports they should really look inside themselves and say okay you know if, if that's what I believe in and if that's what I think is fair then I'm also acknowledging that I think it's fair to discriminate against traditional um, you know female athletes because I, I don't think there's any any way you can look at it logically to say that it's not discriminatory against them and 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 we're not really a people that that want to be discriminating against anybody these days so you know the fair thing would probably be to either um you know say that if if someone wants to participate in sports then they need to participate in the sport that is assigned with the uh sex that they were born with or uh, conversely, you know, create a third category um, of some sorts. And, and that might mean, obviously, it would mean initially there wouldn't be as many athletic opportunities for the transgender athletes. But, you know, that's not unheard of either. If you look at, at many colleges, high schools, um, organiz- sports organizations across the country in, in the state of Maine, uh, there's not always the same amount of opportunity for men and women. Some colleges have sports that are only available to women and have more sports that are available to men or different sports that are available only to men um, and and not available uh, to women or vice versa. So, uh, you know, that could be the case with transgender athletes too. Um, Initially, there might be less opportunity for them if they chose to participate in in their own category as opposed to um, playing sports in in the sex they were born in. Then... um, but over time, that would probably have developed to where there'd be more and more opportunities for them in more sports. And so that really, to me, is the fair way to look at it. Um, if you are born as a male or a female and you want to participate in um, youth sports or college sports or high school sports, uh, you're going to have to do that in the category of the sex that you were born in. Or we can create a third category, give them the choice that if they want to participate in the transgender category, then we'll have to create some some athletic events that are specific to transgender. And it would be it'd be fair across the board that way. And it would not be discriminating against men or women or transgender athletes. So that's my view. Um, I think that's would be the fairest view for the for the state of Maine. And, um, you know, beyond that, for female athletes. And I know it's a topic of um, you know, mixed opinions. Some people uh, feel quite differently, but that's my opinion. And, you know, be interesting to see where it goes. I think that uh, main stance that um, people can play, uh, a transgender athlete can play on a female team if they um, identify as a female, but were born a man, provided that um, it's ruled to be safe and fair. That's a... Um, potential middle ground that might give administrators, um, athletic directors, coaches, uh, some uh, leeway to make sure that we're not going to put a student athlete in a situation where they're going to get hurt. Um, Obviously, you know, if you've got a, you know, six foot five female athlete who's a transgender athlete, but was born a male and is much stronger and bigger 
and wants to go out and, and uh, you know, wrestle or, or something at the high school level, there's a good chance that uh, their opponents are going to get hurt. Uh, and also that it's not fair. So, so Maine does have a provision right now to cover that sort of situation, but there is legislation pending um, where there, you know, there's certain um, politicians in Maine advocating that that restriction be removed and that that fairness and safety consideration uh, be removed from the equation, which would would mean that any transgender athlete could play uh, any sport um, that they wanted. And again, I think that would be, um, you know, unsafe um, and unfair, but also discriminatory against female athletes. So that's my view. This is John Breyer with Mainly Matters. Thanks for stopping by, and we'll be back with another episode soon.